What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here. And it is Monday morning. Max, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. Just another Monday. Only one more football game left of the year. So quite sad. Quite sad, really. It's well, a sad Monday. It's a, a manic Monday. There's a Pro yeah. Bowl. Do they play that still? I have no idea. Is that, is what is the game? Pro Bowl anymore? I don't even. Hmm. I, don't, I, have I have no idea. I haven't no. watched it in God knows how long. Mm-mm. What's going on? Panther. Yeah. Panthers, do you hear? Yeah, yeah it, made, it, made, it made sense when it was in Hawaii. At least it's a vacation for the players and their families. I think it's in Indianapolis this year or something. I don't, wow. I don't beautiful what, downtown Indianapolis. Right. When we're forecasting a blizzard here in a couple of days, <laughs> the guys will have a great time. Uh, so much to talk about. Obviously, we got a couple games to talk about. We even had more news reported Raiders vacancy probably being filled and a quarterback that maybe retired and didn't retire. Like, where do you guys want to start? I don't know, Max. Where do we start? Uh, I, let's talk the uh, conference games. I think I think we have to start there, and then we can kind of yeah. roll our w- way back from there. Uh, we do have our Super Bowl contenders now. The Cincinnati Bengals will be representing the AFC, and we all fucking saw that in the preseason. And the Los Angeles Rams will be uh, representing the NFC, uh, mm-hmm. something that Panther all season long has been saying is going to happen. So, um, <laughs> Panther, you're right. Congratulations. Take your victory laps, ex-Panther. Yeah, yeah Panther. Yeah. He's loved the Rams. I, here say, I, I never said that. <laughs> I, I never said that at all. These were not my. I think the Rams fulfilled what was expected, especially with bringing Matt Stafford in. The Bengals are what, two years ahead of schedule. You know, I'll start with the Bengals. That was the first game, the the uh, Kansas City game. This team has is. We, we bash on that offensive line so much. And I, I've got to give credit to the offensive coordinator, to the, that entire staff for going out there and putting together a game plan of just getting rid of the ball, right? Get the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. They couldn't really go deep because we know that offensive line is trash. 
And in the first half, it, it kind of was working, but they weren't sustaining drives. They weren't getting feet or, uh, touchdowns. They were settling for field goals. And it looked like that game was getting away from them, even though, honestly, when you look at the stats, they were trading punches, yardage, totals, everything. They were trading punches with the Chiefs. It just didn't measure up uh, on the scoreboard. And then you get to the second half. I don't know what the specifically what the adjustments were. Maybe the Chiefs just weren't as good, but that Bengal defense showed up, put pressure on Mahomes, tackled Kelsey and Hill when they touched the ball. And, and the only thing I got to say about this Bengals team is, yes, they're ahead of schedule, but they can only get better, and that makes them so fucking scary. Mm, yeah. Max, what's your read from the game? I, early on, I, I thought it was a bloodbath. I, I messaged you guys yeah. like, "It's just stop it already. This this is getting out of hand." Uh, the the Bengals look completely uncomfortable. And then it was it was uh, right before the half. The Chiefs had a chance to just drive the dagger in, and they couldn't. And it was eleven points going into the half. And it's like, well, we've seen this story before. <laughs> and second half adjustments, uh, the Bengals made them, and the Chiefs did not. The Chiefs thought the same thing that was going to work in the first half was going to work in the second half. It did not. Uh, we were talking about this game on Saturday and how the Bengals' offensive line is is just terrible, but that the Chiefs, despite their pass rush, 29th in the league yeah. in sacks per game, and that came to fruition where they just could not ta- – You know, early on in the game, too, it's like Burrow was seeing a pass rush and just throwing it to the ground. It's like, oh man, get rid of the ball fast, Joe, but don't throw it. Just don't like throw it towards the ground. Right, like you need that. less yeah. Roethlisberger, more Brady in that and, situation. And he turned into Brady in the second half, where he was releasing the ball quicker, but he was finding the open receivers. Like he was, you know what? I think the the best thing to happen to him is that the Chiefs double covered Jamar Chase. And it forced him to look around the field because then Higgins started getting play. Oh, and then yeah. and then he's just like, he's like, fine, I'm just going to put my head on a swivel, look around the field. Whoever's open, I'm going to throw it to them. Yep. It was the be- it was the best thing for him for Jamar Chase getting double teamed because it just opened up all those different options. And he was releasing the ball so much quicker in the second half. And that was the key difference maker in this game. That was a key difference maker. But I think the Chiefs imploding and just peeing down their legs on offense that was probably the second biggest <laughs> game changer so here's some here's some here's some numbers for you uh the Bengals dropped eight plus defenders in coverage 35 percent of the time on pass plays okay that sounds like a fair amount in the first half they did it 24 percent of the time in the second half they dropped eight into coverage 45 percent of the time on pass plays and with eight in coverage mahomes was seven for 13 59 yards interception two sacks his expected pass per, expected points per attempt against eight in coverage was minus 14.4 that's his epa Jeez, terrible absolutely mm-hmm. terrible and they could not figure that out they make no adjustments uh, you know some people might say you want to start running the ball there you know this isn't if they're you know they tried some of the screen game but that just wasn't working for him or you know, Mahomes maybe uh, just wasn't having it. Those RPOs, he just turned into passes and he took sacks. And boy, it was congratulations, Cincinnati. You did a really good job causing the Chiefs to absolutely implode and fall apart. And they looked lost and helpless. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it on the head. If you're going to go to a, a three-man rush and drop yeah. eight, you've got to run the ball. And that was the one thing Kansas City really didn't do. Jarek McKinnon was a very good focal point 
uh, as far as the you know passing out of the backfield as a running back. I think they need to re-sign this guy. I'm not sure what his contract status is, but he's been their best running back. Clyde Edwards-Helaire didn't have a ton of touches, so defensively that adjustment. Kudos to the Bengals for doing it, but yeah, you're you're right. Shit on the, the Chiefs for not recognizing it and making the adjustment. The big thing for me, and I've talked about this with the Bengals and their and their swagger and their why not us? It is us. To Max's point, it did look like it was getting away from them. Yes. But when they drove down and got that touchdown with Jamar Chase and then got that wide open two point conversion, like that was so much of a momentum shift. You're like, you know what? They're going to pull this damn thing out. And like, you could feel it. Mm -hmm. I think that the Arrowhead was hushed, which is so hard to do. Like Arrowhead is one of the best stadiums, best fan bases. And the Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense took them out of the crowd, took them out of the game. And it was a completely different game to me after that touchdown and that two point conversion. Yeah. I mean, McKinnon was averaging five and a half yards per carry. Hilaire was averaging six yards per carry. There was, I think there was a clear solution to help them get out of the problem that they chose to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's shift over to the NFC too. There's a game there and uh, by all accounts, it was uh, a sloppy one. It was, it was was not one of the, uh, the nicer games, (laughs) you know, close. We can say that it was close. We can say that. Um, But I mean, you know, the Rams had the opportunity multiple times to put you know put the foot on the jugular early in the game and they failed a couple of times one was uh Stafford throwing a interception in 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 the uh, the end zone um which again Panthers like oh, yep Stafford can't do that and I'm like yeah you know the players can't drop the ball and bobble it either you know the receivers need to fucking catch those there's a couple of those I mean C- Cooper Cup dropped a fucking wide open you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh you know the there's like three guys that just dropped wide. Like they were separating themselves from that secondary and dropping wide open passes. Now the Rams were lucky as well because uh, the, apparently the secondary of the Niners also had some can't catch the ball itis because there was two other interceptions that should have been that were not uh, thankfully. Uh, but ultimately Rams down 10 points in the four, going into the fourth quarter. That's exactly where they wanted to be. <laughs> that's exactly I'm, I'm not yeah, yeah. even kidding that's exactly where they wanted to be was down going into the fourth quarter not up not up by 10 down by 10 because you knew Shanahan he was going to start pissing down his leg with the lead in the fourth quarter and you know Matt Stafford for whatever you want to say about him throughout the history of football one of the best comeback quarterbacks this league has ever seen I believe 35 times he's come back in a game that might I be mean, more he's indictment not, he's not for the Lions. You got to say that might know. be more indictment on the Lions. Yeah, I'm just saying though. Um, I I think there was a moment in time, and I, I I Panther, you said you were watching this game. Aaron Donald, he just he he pointed to his entire defense and said, "Get over here," and he, and he got them in a huddle, and he was tearing them a new one. And Aaron Donald's a very quiet guy. You know, he's 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 like he leads, and he was just destroying them. And from that point on. Jimmy Garofalo was not like he was not comfortable for the rest of the game. They 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 pulled the old Rocky right. Like, like, nope, nope, we're not we're not going to go southpaw. We're not going to go southpaw until it mattered most. And every single play, he was under pressure towards the end of the game. And then when it mattered most, on that final drive, they had a, a minute fifty left, two touchdowns, uh, uh, two, uh, two two timeouts, and they just 
got destroyed. Jimmy G looked panicked out there. And and as he was about to be sacked, he just threw that fucking ball up there. And you knew it was going to happen. You knew it. You knew the moment that Jimmy G got the first touchdown. But when he got the second touchdown, you know, oh, man, he's going to lose this game. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was even thinking this. When San Francisco got the ball back with two minutes to go, I'm like, I'm, I'm just going through the whole list of quarterbacks in the NFL. And I just don't know if I could have came up with another quarterback that I trust less than Jimmy Garoppolo with the game on the line. And he was just completely flustered. Yeah, yeah, okay, listen, a lot of it has to do with Max. Honestly, a lot of it has to do with Max. But here's the truth about Stafford. He is great and he is terrible all at the same time. And we saw that yesterday. He threw some dimes. He threw some beautiful balls. And yes, some of those guys should have caught him, including the Golden Domer who dropped a gimme in the end zone. But when he throws bad passes my god they're they're bad he had the one that was behind the receiver that did get intercepted but i want to talk about the back-to-back plays that to me was the game the first one was the interception that wasn't like what the heck it was literally like a punt to the defensive back for san francisco and he dropped it he inexplicably dropped it and the very next play san francisco's up by 10 at this point the very next play Stafford drops back and goes long again and completes it for what a 45 yard pass or something. It was, it was a big completion that to me, that was the momentum. That was the shift. That was the game. And the Rams took over from there. I don't know what the hell the 49ers are going to do, but Jimmy Garoppolo played his last game in San Francisco. I know that. Well, they mortgaged their future for, for their future quarterback who we never saw in the playoffs. Very interesting there. Uh, yeah. G- congratulations to the Rams. I, you know, I perennially rank them, I think, higher than most people in the power rankings. They're, they, they, they are the better team than Cincinnati, but goddamn, it's going to be quite a, a matchup there. Four quarters, four quarters of football, the Rams are, are, are arguably the best team in in football if you if you just took four quarters of complete game of them non-consecutive non-consecutive yes yes i'm just saying that for four straight quarters of them playing their top game they are the best team in football they just they just can't do that (laughs) yeah it's it's bizarre good the only the only time they play four quarters is in a close game if it's a blowout they don't they don't blow anybody out they they'll uh pull a ram pull a kansas city i don't know pull something but they they make they make a game close i tell you i don't know if you guys saw the early lines i'm seeing three and a half four four yeah yeah it's um i look i agree with the line but i i don't think that's an indictment no no i don't take that as an indictment yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah precisely no totally yeah yep mm-hmm. right arch what were you about to say oh no i don't take that as an indictment on the um, i can't i can't kick you I, yeah you know he's just insulting me during this whole thing yeah that's just, yeah. It was just, it was just a, <laughs> i heard a, it at the end a profane <laughs> rant no i don't take this as an indictment on cincinnati i think about three four and i think that's that's kind of where it is it's a home game though for the Rams. It is a home game for the Rams. Yeah. I don't know that that matters too much for the Rams, does it? Well, I don't. I, 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 Bengals fans will travel, but not as <laughs> as close as San Francisco fans right, who are right, right there right. that can get to the game. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know how much of an advantage is there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think the the three and a half line is 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 a great starting line. We'll have plenty to t- talk about uh, yeah. throughout the week with this game and and. Um, I, there's a couple of other NFL things that we can talk about. Let's take a quick break, though. How about that? Let's talk about DGen gear. Uh, 
we got we got a lot of great products over there. I know Maxi does this read better than I can ever do. And talking about all the stuff you can put stuff on, he said fucking mason jars and fucking socks. I, you can have D-Gen gear socks. What the fuck? It's I don't insane. want Saxy putting our logo on his special sock. Oof. Oof. Yeah. But you could put our logo on your special sock if you want to. Head over to AbsoluteGenesis.com. Click on the little D-Gen icon. Buy our gear. Keep the lights on around here and go full D-Gen. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, it's a real shame that we didn't get to see Mahomes have a chance to answer in overtime. It's just a real shame. Oh, man hilarious hilarious i mean they 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 they, they won the coin, uh, coin toss and everyone's like ah here we go again, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you're supposed to do buffalo by the way <laughs> buffalo if you're watching if you watched yesterday you know that thing that the Bengals did when when the chiefs won the coin toss in overtime you know stop them on Play defense? defense what that's what you were supposed to do to get the ball back and win the game. So uh, it was their just first saying, day. Buffalo. It was their first day. They didn't know. They didn't know. I, I know. I, we got a couple other things to talk about. You can keep the board up. I don't care. But let's talk okay. about uh, Josh McDaniels, uh, apparently going to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Panther was jumping for joy. Oh, yeah. I'm all over this. I, I, I don't like it. Don't hate it, but I don't like it. Basatia should have been the guy. The players loved him. Uh, Look, he earned that job. So it is what it is. We move past Basatia. Josh McDaniels, uh, he's bringing some executive over with him from the Patriots to be the general manager now. And I believe I heard, I couldn't find the name, somebody else is coming over from the Patriots to be the offensive coordinator. So the part I'm jumping for joy is it's not Bill O'Brien. So that that's the plus that I take away from this hiring. That's a win in Raider world. That's a win right there. They don't even know. They have no idea. Oddly enough though, Bill O'Brien might end up taking the offensive coordinator job in new England. You know, that almost makes sense because Nick Saban and Bill Belichick have this, you know, mutual respect for each other a a lot of coordinators go back and forth that almost makes sense especially for a bill o'brien if you were to go from nick saban go to bill belichick maybe you'll find some dumb owner to give you a second shot at being a a head coach i wouldn't but it makes sense for bill o'brien i don't know about belichick i i hate it bill o'brien Garch, you have a feeling about Bill O'Brien, don't you? Well, mostly as a head coach. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be, if he's got somebody looking over his shoulder with like, you know, a fly swatter saying, stop it. No, bad. I think, I think he could probably be okay. So there's that. Uh, there's the news that um, Harbaugh appears to be leading the pack. If he wants the job for Minnesota, he can be the Vikings next head coach. I found this curious that this mm-hmm. is happening right. with the re- the. Re- God. Oh man, he's having issues again. Isn't that weird, Arch? Like, I mean, uh, he just he just gets this team to you know the, the fucking championship in in college football, and now he's like eyeing up Minnesota. That's how he does. That's how he rolls, right? He's weird. Gonna, yeah, I I don't like it. I don't like the. I just don't. I don't like it at all. I just don't think that's a good fit. I don't know what Minnesota needs, but it's not that. Yeah. 
I find it I find it interesting that this happened but like the Raiders hired their coach he was linked to the Raiders the whole time mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. he's linked to the Vikings um the curious thing to me was Michigan actually gave them permission to interview him mm-hmm. he's without he's without a contract right they redid his contract he only has one year remaining so I'm not sure you know, if Michigan's ready to move on or or what, but um, it's very curious that these jobs are filling up and Minnesota is the, the de facto fall spot. Um, one more, I don't know if you'd heard this, but it looks like Flores might be the leading candidate for the New Orleans Saints job now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 if you're going to go Flores, I think you just uh, just just promote Dennis Smith at that point. A guy that knows the organization well, knows the players already, has led this defense for you know x amount of years. If you're gonna if you're gonna consider bringing Flores here, um, and his potential issues with management and quarterbacks, and you don't really have a quarterback in New Orleans, I think at that point you just promote Dennis Smith. Like honestly, I I, I don't know if you take the gamble on Flores. A uh, high ceiling, of course. We saw what he did with my Miami. Um, I just don't know if the risk reward there. I think you have you know, you you looking at. Um, like a team like Houston that really has nothing left to lose, but they seem to be locked in on their guy. It seems like Josh McGowan, yeah. McGowan, McGowan is, is going to be, they wanted to hire him last year, if you remember, and they decided not to. And now they're like, eh, how about we interview like three more times to see maybe you're the guy. Um, but they, they, they tend to like, him. anyway, um, let's just get on with sports betting. There is the Tom Brady stuff, but uh, you know, I, until until it's official, let's just I don't know. Let's hold off for a little bit. It appears like it won't be official for about four more days when his uh, signing bonus kicks in, and then he can fucking talk eventually. Okay. Yeah, fifteen million dollars. Uh, fifteen million reasons why he's not saying I'm retired just yet. So <laughs> wait until uh, February fourth to talk about his legacy and all that stuff. Yeah, rich people aren't rich because they're stupid. That's for sure. <laughs> right. So we'll just wait and see if Tom Brady sees his shadow or not. And then go from there. <laughs> All right. NBA, let's get to it. Los Angeles Clippers at the Indiana Pacers. Indiana has not been playing very good basketball as of late. Uh, with all the injuries, it's it's not a surprise. Uh, one and four over their last five games. Uh, their lone win was an overtime win over the OKC Thunder. They did get some bonus back in their last game, but still lost to Dallas by 27 points. In fact, in those four aforementioned losses, they have lost by an average of 18.25 points per game. Clippers continue their road trip. Surprisingly, they've done pretty well. Uh, they've uh, beaten Washington. They beat Charlotte. They beat Orlando all on this road trip. Uh, that Charlotte win was yesterday. So maybe they're a little gassed playing in this back-to-back. Uh, but they just have so much depth. You talk about teams with depth. It's, it's, it's insane. They're, they're still playing without Paul George and without Kawhi. And on any given night, who's their leading scorer? Marcus Moore Sr.? Sometimes. Luke Kennard, sometimes. Justice Winslow, sometimes. Brandon Boston, sometimes. Reggie Jackson, sometimes. Terrence Mann, sometimes. Pick a name. Pick a name. That's how deep this team is. And and just imagine if they actually had their two-star players with all this depth. They could be a pretty fucking dangerous team. Uh, I'm betting on them today. I think they get the win on the road. Um, Maybe I'm betting on the Pacers' lack of defense lately. Maybe that's what I'm kind of betting on. But, yeah, I think Clippers get the road win. $10 money line bet on L.A. You know, you say all those names with the Clippers and you go through the Pacers roster and you, you've got Brogdon and Sabonis and Turner and Karis LeVert. You think this is a really good team, but I'm telling you, this might be apologies to some of these other teams. This might be the worst team in the NBA. And I 
I just scratching my head. Can't figure it out. They can't figure it out. I don't know if there's going to be a coaching change or some trades or something going on, but this Pacer team is an absolute mess. I'm with Max here. I like the money line play as well. Give me the Clippers on a money line for 10 bucks. All right. Plus 116 is the best number I could find for you and the Clippers. So not bad. Not bad. I'm going to take the two and a half points on the Clippers because we have a kiss of death going on here. Wow. Nice. I yeah, I love the Clippers here. Uh, you, you said Reggie Jackson. That's it, man. Mr. Mr. Uh, January here. He's going to take <laughs> us. He's going to take us over the hump tonight. 10 bucks on the clip. You know, it's funny. I ran my numbers and I had to take out uh, that they gave up 158 points recently. I had to I had to like factor that out of my uh, rankings and I still got the Clippers winning this game by three points. So, I mean, even factoring out a complete game of the Pacers in the last two weeks, the Clippers still win this one. So, yeah. Hopefully the KOD hits. Two KODs in football. How about bizarre. that? Toronto at Atlanta. Last time the Raptors were on the court were Saturday. Uh, they battled the Heat in a triple overtime win. They had that day off yesterday, and now they're going to head to Atlanta, taking on a Hawks team that has won seven games in a row. Uh, they, you know, they had a lot of hope entering this season. They had that great playoff run last year, and like, man, the Hawks are a team on the rise. And then they fucking fizzled. They looked like absolute dog shit for most of the season. Uh, maybe they, maybe they're on their upswing right now, coming off of an eight-point win over the Lakers yesterday. Uh, in recency, the Hawks are the fifth hottest shooting team in the league. Trey Young has been absolutely a huge part of that. Other than that poor shooting night against Boston a couple of games ago, he's been hitting threes like fucking nothing. Raptors, they're a scrappy team. I like this Raptors team. Uh, hard to bet against them, but the way that Atlanta's shooting right now, I'm going to. They're going to get the win. $10 money line bet on the Hawks. More agreement for me again. I, again, I think this is an even game. Raptors are playing really pretty well, but you cannot dismiss how good this Hawks team has played. I know I've been shitting on them quite a bit because they were red hot in the playoffs last year. We thought they were going to make that big move this season, and they came out of the gates so slow. But here they are. They're healthy. They've righted the ship. And Trey Young is a superstar, and I'm not betting against the best player on the court at home. Ten bucks on the Hawks. I'm laying the two points. Laying the two points. Gotcha. I'm leaning the Hawks in this one. Just not a game I was crazy about betting, and I don't like the line shifting either. So I'm leaning Atlanta here, but this is no action from me. All right, next one up for me, Kings and the Knicks. Uh, Trade rumors swirling around Julius Randle. Last few weeks uh, here here in New York, they just keep talking about trading Julius Randle. And I'm just, okay, great. Uh, crazy to fucking think that, you know, after the season he had with the Knicks last year. Uh, but, you know, this town is fickle, right? The city is fickle. Uh, uh, drop off in production at all. And it's like, ah, sound the alarms. Time to get rid of our best player. It would be a mistake, I think. Uh, to to give up on him right now, um, unless there's just an absolute huge return for him, I just I the Knicks won't be anywhere fucking close to competitive if they don't have him out on the floor. Uh, one team that is probably inquiring about him is Sacramento uh, Kings, looking to blow everything up, start all over. They've already been rebuffed for Ben Simmons. Uh, now um, Kings do have some assets that they could deal for a player like Randall. Um, just for some reason, man, this Kings team, they've got the talent. They've got a lot of these players. You, you want to say it's coaching, but they made the coaching change. Still haven't gotten it together. Maybe it's just fit, personality, locker room, something or other. But yeah, they probably should blow this all up. Um, you know, uh, looking at the Sacramento Kings the past uh, week or two, six in a row losses. Uh, they've been competitive in some of those games and other games are getting blown out by, you know, 20, 30, 50, 53 points at times. Uh, Knicks coming off of a road trip. 
but they've been home for three days. So hopefully they got their shit in order. They could break their losing streak tonight. $10 money line bet on the Knicks. You know, this never happens. Usually Max goes through his list and then we do, we do this and then I do my list and we're going to complete my list right now. Whoa. Third game that I'm on. Uh, and look, again, more agreement with Max. Uh, this Sacramento team is actually loaded with talent. And I just cannot explain for the last three years how they've just been so miserable. Maybe coaching because of Luke Walden. But like you said, Alvin Gentry's taken over, hasn't gotten any better if they blow it up i don't know what makes it better julius randall is a great player but i i don't know what they're going to do the knicks are the better team kemba walker has not been playing that great he got his minutes back but he's been down now about seven points per game it's not been great i'm wondering if he can maybe pick it up and be the difference tonight i like the knicks at home i'm laying the five points ten bucks on the knickerbockers all right another game i'm not touching that you two are in lockstep with i'm leaning the new york here yeah, but the five is close i'm not crazy about it but um Especially another one where I'm not crazy about where it opened and where it's heading. So good luck, guys. All right. Well, I think Panther and I made our three picks. You got oh, anything else? Yeah, I do. I, we're go- Memphis is going to Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I I like uh, Memphis an awful mm-hmm. lot. Plus the four points. I love this play. Uh, I do think they have a, a, a shot, a little shot of winning the game. I don't care. I'm taking the points. Uh, putting that $10, about 1% on Memphis. Way too close for me by my numbers. I got the Sixers winning this game by three points. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that they're playing at home, the way that Joel Embiid's playing is just fucking fantastic. But on the other side, I can't discount John ja Morant. I can't discount how fucking dynamic that offense can be. They run the fast break better than anyone in this league. They get an offensive rebound or they get a turnover or something mm-hmm. like that. They, they're scored. It's just you, you blink of an eye and it's like, oh, here's an alley-oop to Morant. They've already scored. Uh, unbelievable dynamic team. I, I love watching Memphis. Uh, should keep it close. So moral support leaning the Grizzly with you. Yeah, that was my problem here, too, is it's two teams that are playing at the top of their game. Philadelphia might be without uh, Corkamons. It looks like he's he's ailing. That kind of shuffles up their bench rotation, maybe moving Thibuel to the starting lineup. I'm not sure how that affects them rotationally-wise, but this Memphis guard play, I just can't get past how good and how deep their guards are. I like the four points. I'm leaning. I just couldn't get there. Moral support on the Grizzlies. All right. Last game for me. I got this at 10 a while back ago. Now it's only eight. The Pelicans are going to Cleveland. Uh, I'll still take them. Pelicans plus eight. I still think there's some value there. Um, it's look, it's going to get smaller and smaller. It looks like it's probably down to seven in a minute. I'm going to put my 10 bucks on the Pelicans plus eight. Yeah, moral moral support here for sure. I think this is a, a definitely a, a Cleveland win. I think Cleveland wins this one, but four or five points is as as much as I can mm. get it to. Um, I think that eight eight and a half is is way too high. Whatever it is, if, if you grabbed it at ten, goddamn, yeah, <laughs> have a nice day. Uh, lean on the Pelicans here. Yeah, the Pelicans are one of those teams that can keep close and also manage to get blown out by 20 or 30. I, I saw it at eight and now I'm seeing it at seven. So it is getting uh, better for Cleveland makes it like you're on the right side. I probably like New Orleans with the points. I'll give you moral support, but I'm not betting this game. I appreciate all your support, Panther. Let's head over to the ice. I know you do. He's like a jock strap. What? <laughs> Vancouver at Chicago. Uh, two teams not playing very good hockey right here, but someone has to win. 
<laughs> it's not like football where regular season ties can happen. Instead, you know, it goes to a shootout because, you know, that's what we want to see in football is a field goal fest to close out a football game in overtime. But I digress. Someone does have to win this one, and I think it's probably going to be Vancouver. Uh, in their losses, they've been extremely competitive. Chicago has not been competitive at all. Implied probability is more than enough for me to take the Canucks here on the road. $10 bet on Vancouver. Yeah, I don't know how you're touching this game. This wasn't a game I like at all. I definitely don't like Vancouver, and maybe even less so on the road. But I don't like Chicago either at all. I'll probably lean the Blackhawks here because they're at home, but I just don't like this game in general. I'll lean Vancouver with you, but man, is this close. What's your, what's your, what is your implied looking like? Uh, let's see. I have Vancouver winning 57% of the time. Okay, well, then it's a solid bet. Do it, it is. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's, it's what, 51 I need or something like that. So yeah, yeah. I, I got enough. I got enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last one up for me. Man. How can you not bet on the fucking Anaheim Ducks right now? One of the hottest teams in hockey. Won four of their last five games. Their only loss was a 4-3 close game to, Ma- uh, to the loss to the Maple Leafs. Red Wings, on the other hand, they have just one win over their last five games. And it was a solid win over the Penguins. I give them credit for that. But in their losses, they've been losing by an average of 2.5 goals per game. Ducks, uh, just one point behind the Golden Knights in the Pacific Division right now. This is an incredibly streaky team. They started off really bad. They went on the hot streak. They went bad again. They're in the middle of their hot streak again. I'm going to keep riding it. $10 bet on the Ducks. Yeah, about the only thing about this game that uh, kind of spooked me was that the Ducks weren't favored by a little bit more. It's quite close to even. Might, might be shifting a little. I saw Detroit this morning at minus 110. That's the only thing about it. Otherwise, you know, Anaheim is playing really good. Detroit is up. Better than average at home, but I just don't think they measure up with this Duck team. I can't believe this is the only hockey game I have. Every game I did today, Max and I are in agreement. Last step. $10. $10 on the Ducks. You guys have just turned a corner since the Kiss of Death hit. It's just a new new Sex Panther Max dynamic. Um, Yeah, that's the big question, isn't it? Why is it only minus 105 against the Ducks? We've been saying that all week with the Ducks, though. If if you look at all the favorable lines they keep getting, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's probably bound to fucking blow up in our goddamn faces. I'm sure. But right now, it's like, I'll take it. All right. All right. Yeah, I mean, they're going to win. Let's do it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Wow. All right. So we talked about... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Comments, 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 comments. I got a couple. Rockets plus 11. Um, Rockets plus 11? Okay. Yeah, seems so. Golden State could probably fucking destroy them by 100, but I have that close. I have that close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we have our chicken shit bet of the day. Ah! Vancouver plus one and a half. Hey, don't need the one and a half, buddy. They're going to win. That's the chicken shit bet. <laughs> All right. So we did talk about the conference championship games. Um, I'm sure we'll probably talk about them a little bit more. There's still a lot to say. Panther missed my my jab at him. And uh, we talked about the NBA and NHL Max. That is it. That is it. Download the DGENs app for Android or iOS and let us know you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. No matter where you listen up, please. Highest rating, come subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. 14 Panther Parlay today, right? Take us home. I see no reason why not. This is the this is the Max and Panther parlay. We're taking those Clippers, the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Put those four teams together. That'll be your 
Max and Panther Parlay. Then you can hang out with us on Facebook, mostly on Twitter. Give us a shout out by name. We will shout right back. But most importantly, do let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing tonight when it's all said and done, kids. It's all make some money, fools. When it fails, you know he'll blame me. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.